The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Providing insight and resources for your spiritual journey. Unity Online Radio. Are you seeking more energy and ready to have more healings and revealings in your life? Then you've tuned into the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, Senior Minister of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is intentional and dynamic. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Welcome, everyone, and thank you so much for participating in our show and listening and learning, and also those of you that let us know what you would like to see on the show. Really appreciate you. I'm delighted today that uh, my guest is Reverend Janie Kelly. She is in uh, the Unity Community of San Angelo. And Janie, welcome to our show today. I'm delighted to have you here. I'm delighted to be here. And a wonderful always to talk to a great gal from Texas. What can I say? <laughs> Have you always lived in Texas? Yes, except for the two years that I was in uh, ministerial school in Missouri. I've always lived in Texas. Well, you know, in our work, uh, being spiritual leaders, uh, we see people from all walks of life, uh, from all faiths and all experiences. And so many people want to know, you know, how did we find ourselves being uh, spiritual leaders of a community? Did you know from, you know, in kindergarten, did you write or tell your mom that one day you wanted to, you know, be a minister? How did that come about in your life? Well, actually, uh, Reverend Temple, I did not have a clue (laughs) Uh, whenever I was younger. Um, It actually happened, um, one of those midlife things where, as many uh, people that I talked to in Unity, there was a time in in the middle of my life that it seemed like my, my life just fell apart, and um I searched and searched for a spiritual home and eventually went to a unity church and as you've probably heard many times and our listeners have heard many times I found myself within 10 minutes I knew I was home um and from there I became active in the church and then active in the unity movement and um in 1998 I received the call to become a Unity Minister, and at that time, I owned uh, actually two businesses, and I owned a hair salon and a ladies' clothing boutique, and I did not have a clue that that's where my life would be going and that I would be here today, the spiritual leader of a Unity Church. It was, um, and it's been quite an exciting adventure. I I have loved it, and it's been difficult at times, but I love it. Well, it certainly shows. You know, it it shows in your life. It shows in your uh, energy. And um, I just love when we go to various conventions because you are a a bright light and very dedicated to uh, your walking and your talking going in the same direction. And I always find that impressive, you know, when as leaders people are congruent you know, with what they say and who they are in their in their being. And that's part of what this show is about, is um, seeing and being, you know, the intentional yes. spirit. Because um, though you may not have set the course in your life intentionally to become a spiritual leader, there must have been within you that nudging to be better, to continue to grow into more of the unknown and the uncertainty. Did you have... Um, when you were talking about the middle of your life, was it a, a crisis that created the awakening? Was it a, an epiphany? Um, 
was it just another day doing the same thing that you said, okay, enough of that? Um, what was it the... was actually a crisis. Okay. <laughs> it... <coughs> Excuse me. Um, at that point, um, my 20-year marriage ended. Um, my children were uh, approaching adulthood, graduating high school, going off to college. Um, I had bought a business and, um, and then opened another business at the same time. And just everything about my life seemed to either fall apart or change in, in some way that one day I realized that everything about my life was different than it had been in the recent past, except, it, you know, and the funny thing occurred to me, that the only two things that I could see that were the same were my house and my car. And oh, so, wow. yeah. And I began to question everything. Um, my, actually, since I was a small child, my spirituality and my spiritual path has always been very important to me. Um, I remember as a small child, um, laying in my bed at night and just uh, talking to God in the way that I knew how to do at that time. And uh, my, my spiritual life has always been very important to me. But when things fell apart in my life and everything was different and I would wake up in the morning not knowing what that day was going to bring because every day seemed to be so different than the last, I just began to question everything. I questioned my existence, you know, what am I really doing here? You know, those kinds of questions. And, uh, and began to question the, the, um, the spiritual um, beliefs and that type of thing that I had been taught from childhood. I started to question those, and some of them, frankly, didn't make sense to me. And I needed to make sense of my life. And so I... Um, started looking around at different, uh, first of all, different Christian denominations and um, going to different meetings and uh, Sunday services and that type of thing. And, not, and, and whereas I would get good teaching from everywhere I went, nothing felt like a real fit. And then I decided to branch out from, um, from Christianity and look at some of the other world religions. And so I uh, met with, with Buddhists for a while, and um, I went to Baha'i meetings and various things of that nature and, uh, frankly, attended some things that, that really had no, no real definition. They were just simply spiritual gatherings of people um, you know, seeking to do the best that they could do with their lives and that type of thing. So there were two or three years in there that, um, that I just searched and searched. And um, I, I was a hairstylist at the time. I, one of the businesses I owned was a hair salon. And I had a client that kept saying to me, you should try this Unity Church. And it was the Unity Church at that point was about 45 minutes from my home. And I thought, you know, I really don't want to get involved at a place where I have to drive so far. So I kept putting it off, and, and she would mention it ever so often. And one Sunday morning, I just woke up, and I thought, you know, I really want to go sit in church somewhere, and I really didn't know where to go. And so... Her, the conversation that I'd had with her came back to me, and I decided to try the Unity Church. So got dressed, got in my car, drove 45 minutes, walked into a uh, very unusual to me looking place and uh, sat down in the, in the Sunday service. And frankly, some of the things the minister was talking about I really didn't know what she was talking about, but there was something in my spirit that knew that that was home. Even though cognitively I didn't understand what she was talking about, I knew this was it. And so that's, that's how I came to unity. 
Well, that's a that's a beautiful story, and one of the things that I think is so incredible is when you look at the word question, and you break yes. it into three words. It's actually quest I own. Wow! You know, quest yeah. I own, and because that is what that we say often, and that's part of uh, Noah St. John's work instead of a affirmation and a for forming mation is mm-hmm. uh, he talks about that people can be as successful in their lives as their ability to ask the right questions. And mm-hmm. I love that, that that's where you went because I know that there are a number of people that are listening or will forward this radio show to people that are going through now, you know, challenging or not so easy times, or even if you're emerging from uh, some self-esteem to more self-esteem, you know, that's a breakthrough. Every now and then there's a little ache and ooh with that, you know, as well. And um, if you learn to sit and actually are willing to ask the questions, and sometimes the questions aren't so easy to ask, you know, but out of that uh, is a sacred story just like the one that you're talking about where you're able to to sit in the you know what is this ab- about i mean is this all my life is to have a couple of businesses and this come and go and that was it um mm-hmm. but that was a a real place of your own courage and bravery to be able to walk in that unknown in order that that new part of your yourself you know unravel and that's what yes. the intentional spirit is about is that spirit is always giving of itself but when we are coming from a place with some intention the answer is always there that unity church that's 45 minutes away is always there uh even though at first we may not uh be wanting to be inconvenienced or you know whatever it may be Mm -hmm. but it's like it's like you know right in in front of us and um just the how you fully jumped in, you know, I I think is so impressive because that uh, equals the level of which you know life has greeted you on the other side because yeah. you have uh, done a lot not only for yourself but jumping into the uh, being a unity leader in a very short period of time. Well, one of the things that I find so interesting that that people ask me through my travels or here locally is they they say, well, you know, um, when were you able to get everything together in order to, you know, become a spiritual leader? (laughs) 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 And you and I can really laugh about that because uh, you and I both know that if, you know, part of that healer archetype is that perfectionism. You know, yeah. are we enough? Are we deserving enough? Can we can we have this? And uh, you and I both know that if we had waited until we, in our own humble opinion, thought that we had it totally together, well, who knows? <laughs> um, <laughs> I would still be waiting. <laughs> I would still be waiting, too. I would still be waiting as well. Well, I had the calling when I was uh, much younger, when I was a kid, but I didn't understand it because I was brought up in the Southern Baptist community. So even though I had that nudge and that sense or that pull, I didn't have any clue because, you know, it wasn't like I went to my parents and told them and they said, oh, that's so great, you know, let's get you in a mystery school. Um, They said anything (laughs) but that. Well, women don't do anything like that. I mean, how do you ever think that you could you know, you could do something like that. Or my mom, she was a little more soft in her approach. She said, well, it must not be in ministry since, you know, you know, women aren't able to do anything in the Baptist. So, you know, one day you'll probably figure it out or, you know, something will come or, you know, don't close off the dream, you know, is what she would say. Um, And we would say that to the people that are listening today. Don't ever close off your, your dream. Um, It's there for a reason. It's there for uh, a season in your life. Yes. It takes a lot of courage to, uh, for some of us to move away from the, the religion of our childhood, um, especially I, speaking for myself, um, a lot of my family 
are still in the religion of my childhood and um and so breaking away can be a scary thing you know it's it's in essence breaking away from the tribe and um it isn't always um you know, met with with uh, positive attitudes, and you know, I'm not saying that my family is not supportive of what I'm choosing to do, but you know, it, it does take courage to to break away from the religion of our childhood many times. Um, it sure does. It, it, it was the case with me. Um, mm-hmm. It was probably more internal than external, because you know, none of my family said to me, what are you doing? But um, it, much of it was internal. That's so true. I, well, I'm in the same situation. All of my family is in a, you know, still in the, um, in the Baptist faith. And, mm-hmm. um, and in that way, I've certainly always stood out. And, and you're right. But what we know to be true is that, um, you know, we all have an individuated path of, of God and of spirit. And what really works for us is when we, you know, pursue um, what we're called to, you know, yeah. when it feels natural. And um, yeah. the faith that I was brought up in, I'm very grateful for. I'm grateful for the roots that it offered me. But for giving it my life, it didn't feel natural. It didn't feel yeah. like, oh, I can dedicate my life to this. Whereas with unity, I felt the same way that you did, that when I sat down that first time, I resonated with exactly what was, what was said, um, what the purpose was. And from that moment, it was like, okay, now this I can, I can get behind. You know, I can, I can wrap my head around this. I can allow my soul to really to shine and, and to sing with this experience. Yes. Well, I'm enjoying the pleasure today of talking with Reverend Janie Kelly. She is the minister, unity minister in San Angelo, Texas. She is an author of the book, Living Full Tilt, which will be released uh, very soon, perhaps in the summer. And you could go to Janie's website, unitysanangelo.org, and you can read all about her and follow her blog. We are delighted that you continue to participate and make donations and share with people about Unity Online Radio, the voice of the awakening world. I'm Temple Hayes, and you can go to my website, templehayes.org, also our community's website right here in the heart of St. Petersburg. We live stream all over the world and in many countries. You can participate in that either live or on podcast, unitycampus.org. We'll be right back after this short break. Unity Online Radio is affiliated with Unity, a nonprofit organization specializing in prayer, publishing, and spiritual education. If you enjoy our programming and would like to support this ministry, go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now to make a contribution. You can make a one-time or recurring monthly donation. Thank you. He's the most talked about figure in history. How do you see Jesus? As a savior, a way shower, a mythical hero. In his cutting-edge new book, Jesus 2.1, An Upgrade for the 21st Century, Reverend Dr. Thomas Shepard explores the many human concepts of Jesus. The man of Nazareth has been an imaginary spiritual playmate for millions. Best friend, confidant, silent lover, surrogate father, brother, husband, trusted king when earthly governments fail, all-purpose superhero who will save the day before the final credits roll. Jesus is like a program that has been adapted through the ages while the basic code remains undisturbed despite all subsequent modifications. Now it is our time to rewrite and reinstall the Jesus program with updates for today, just as every previous generation has done and every subsequent generation will do. The Romans killed Jesus for being a revolutionary. Every succeeding generation kills him anew by losing sight of the ongoing revolution in human consciousness that he represents. 
Explore the new book, Jesus 2.1, at www.shopunity.org. Are you ready for the next steps on your spiritual path? If you are, you won't want to miss the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Reverend Ellen Grace O'Brien from the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California. Essential insights and practices from the ancient yoga science of self-realization show us how to live healthier, happier, more balanced lives. The benefits of spiritually conscious living start now. For a time-tested method to live with purpose and realize your infinite potential, tune in to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Reverend Ellen Grace O'Brien, every Thursday morning at 10 Central, 8 a.m. Pacific, only on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for listening to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at theintentionalspirit at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here is your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Welcome back, everyone, and I'm enjoying the rich conversation with Reverend Janie Kelly, Unity Minister in San Angelo, Texas. And Janie, um, you've got some good news, and it's an exciting time in your life because you have yeah. written a book, and the name yeah. of it is Living Full-Tilt. Now, we want to know all about that. First of all, how did this book get born, you know, because that's a big deal to go from a speaking uh, experience and, and, and participation to the written word. Um, and a lot of people hesitate moving from one of those to the other. Um, how did you get nudged to write a book? What question did you ask that brought that on? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, I wouldn't know how far back to go with it, but when when I was in seminary at Unity, um, Tom Shepard uh, challenged us. In fact, it was an assignment that uh, Reverend Dr. Tom Shepard, um, it was an assignment that we would uh, do an outline for a book and a book proposal and uh, create a cover, uh, dust cover for the book and uh, various other things toward writing a book. And... Uh, at that point, I don't know that it ever felt like a real possibility to me, but after going through the, the research that it took in order to make a book proposal, um, we had to outline the chapters um, and that sort of thing. So once that was done, there was like a spark within me that thought, this could be fun. Mm. Well... I went on to graduation and ordination and uh, and eventually came here to uh, San Angelo, Texas. And uh, I've been, I'm in my sixth year now, actually, and I'm um, absolutely loving it and loving the Sunday morning talks. I love putting them together. I love writing them. I love doing the research that it takes in order to to put a talk together that I feel good about. And, uh, and of course, once I put my talk together, I just release it to God. And I just stand up and, uh, and just allow it to flow. I don't necessarily, in fact, most of the time, what is written on in the talk that I created and what I actually say look almost like two different things because... Um, allowing spirit to move, and, and I just speak the words that come to me. But it's been on my heart for, actually, I would have to say pretty much ever since I was a child. I grew up in a very poor family, and um, 
where sometimes there was not enough food to eat, where sometimes we didn't have um, you know, proper clothing for school and, and let alone school supplies. And um, uh, lived, five of us lived in a two-room house with no electricity, no running water. Um, and that's how I started my life. And it seems as far back as I can remember, there was something in me that knew that this is not the way to live. There was always that. And um, as I got older and it started to, that attitude started to manifest itself in different ways, uh, my family would even uh, draw attention to it from time to time, like, um, you know, telling me you should have been born into a richer family or some sort of thing like that. But there was this knowing within me that we, and at that time I was thinking more personally, that I was not born to live a life that that is deprived. Mm. So that that was really the spark that started it. And so over the years I've um, attended seminars, um, read books, volumes and volumes of books uh, about living a fuller, richer life, Um, not only from the standpoint of money, but absolutely it does include money, but to live a fuller, richer life in every area. And so that that really is the background that that started it. And um, I... After I had been the minister here for a couple of years, I took uh, a couple of more seminars and was encouraged to um, develop my own seminar, my own workshop, which I did. And I've uh, given it in my own church and three other churches so far. And it just has taken on a life of its own, really, and it's just it just continues to grow. And I felt led to develop a book that would support this workshop. Uh, the workshop and the book, the name is Living Full Tilt. And so this is basically how all of this came about. Um, I chose in my book seven of our spiritual laws that support living, living full tilt, basically. Living a full, rich life and being who we came here to be. And that's pretty much it in a nutshell. It's so exciting. And when does it actually come out? It will come out either May or June. So late spring, early summer. Well, we'll certainly want to have you on the show again. Uh, that's for sure, because uh, the conversation that. that you're talking about is is definitely one that is so needed um, right now. Because uh, exactly what you said, no one needs to live a life that is deprived. And, um, you know, it's very interesting to me because, you know, often, you know, people will say, well, no, you know, or even in our communities, they go, oh, you know, God, I don't, you know, you're talking about money. It's like, yes, I am. You know, money is a part of life. Uh, money is a part of our experience and the people that aren't comfortable talking about money more often than not well they simply don't have any you know let's face it because it's it's part of what we our value it's energy it's um you know who we are and and what we bring to the experience and uh we when you want to be a philanthropist um it's important to have money. They don't always, you know, you're not able to usually support people on a puzzle. You know, <laughs> you, you need you need funds in order to do that. And yeah. um, so uh, good for you that you're, you know, coming out with that viable information that will offer those seven uh, practices that will support people working and moving through that because um, we are truly here to be in that in that prosperous life and even though yes money is only a small part of that it is a significant part of that in all the other things that we that we do and and see and and be do you feel that um forgiveness um is a um 
is an, not only is it a necessity for expressing more of a Christ-like, a Buddha-like, a divine-type life, but also do you feel that it is um, significant when it comes to debt? Absolutely, beyond okay. a shadow of a doubt. Okay. As a matter of fact, in my book, um, I the first chapter has to do with deservability, and um, it it has to do with we we must, at a very deep level, know that we deserve a good life. And the second chapter is forgiveness, and I call the first chapter um, the first foundational piece to living full tilt. The second chapter, forgiveness, is the second foundational piece to living full tilt. I, and the name of that chapter is Forgiveness is Not Optional. Mm. And it's, it's my belief and understanding that if we want to live the life that we came here to live, that we must at least focus our attention on forgiving everyone of everything all of the time, no exceptions, including and especially our own selves. The, I, I really don't, um, don't think that we can move forward in a, in a full, opulent life without that forgiveness piece. And the things that I write about in my book, or um, I've experienced every single one of them. So it, it isn't even like, you know, I've gone to seminars and read about these things, and so I'm just putting on paper what I've read about and heard about. Everything that I write about, I've experienced. And uh, I went from from a beginning like I described to you, which, of course, there are more details to it than that, but that's an overview of how my life started as a child, to today living the life that, that I used to only dream of, you know, living a, a happy, fulfilled life, and but not to the place like you were talking about earlier. I'm not to the place where I have all the answers, but um, I found a few of the answers, and I, it's very exciting to me to share the answers that I've found for myself, to share them with other people, because I feel like if these things work for me, They'll work for other people. Um, you know, spirit doesn't love me more than spirit loves everybody else on the face of the earth. So I've not been singled out with these things. The things that I've learned, um, I feel like, are applicable to many other people. And I love what you're saying. And, you know, to me, it's a, it's a core value of, of being a true leader, uh, because a true leader stands in a space of groundedness, essence, and empowerment and speaks um, strongly about it's not necessary to know everything because um, there's no way anyone can. Right. And I admire someone immensely when they say, oh, you know, I don't have the answer to that. Maybe you could explore that to get the answer or whatever. Yes. But I do think the answers that we do feel inspired by that we're willing to stand up for. I was uh, looking at some of your uh, blogs and um, just really good writing, uh, by the way. And, and again, you. everyone, you can go and visit um, Janie Kelly's website at um, Unity Church of San Angelo. So it's Unity San Angelo, A-N-G-E-L-O dot org. But on the blog there, I love what you are saying about future happiness. The best way to secure future happiness is to be as happy as rightfully possible today. And that is that's such a rich teaching because it's like we're saying, and those of you that are listening that feel like you want more of this joy and, you know, excitement and intentional living that we have, keep in mind that uh, it's about starting today. I mean, that's the most important thing that you can do is to be willing right now. But I wanted to just share, uh, Janie, if it's okay, about um, three or four things that you say about happiness because they're really rich and they can serve all of us. Uh, You train yourself to look for the good. Always and in always. 
So train yourself to look for the good always and in all ways. Now that other part of us is going to come up and say, well, how can you say that that is good? But it's it's looking at reality as is, but then being willing to step back and say, I don't know how this is going to turn out, but it's going to be for the good. And so you start seeking. You're looking from a different set of glasses. Um, I like that you said that you watch only funny and uplifting movies and TV shows. That makes a big difference in people. People that listen 24-7 to the news and, you know, all this and the the very few statistics of the world that are driving because we're feeding them on television. That seriously needs to change and surrounding yourself with people who um, you really liked but how you wanted to be and that has been part of my uh, shift in my own life is the ability to hang out with people that though I wasn't there in their arenas yet I would be uncomfortable enough to continue to show up until I became that and anything is possible in that in that way And I also love that you say to surround yourself with positive affirmations. Use them regularly, not just when you uh, felt down. In other words, always put gas in your car. Don't wait till you run out hanging on the the side there. Yes. That's good stuff. And actually affirmations. Girl. Excuse me? That's good. Very good. Uh, Affirmations are uh, part of my book, and I think... Affirmations, especially in the beginning of my um, life at Unity, were a very, very important part of um, of my growth at that time. One one thing that I that I didn't share in the beginning is that um, my before looking for another uh, spiritual practice or spiritual home, I my life really. I had allowed it to sink so low that I was suicidal. And affirmations um, played a very, very important part in helping me to get past that and pull myself up from that, to realize that if these um, you know, things that Unity was calling affirmations, if it works for other people, it's bound to work for me. And... Many of the affirmations that I would say, I really did not believe it. I just, but it was where I wanted to be. The affirmation would say something that I wanted to be there. Uh, for instance, in the beginning, there was an affirmation that was very important to me that um, is in Louise Hay's book, um, You Can Heal Your Life. It says, Everyone is always helpful. And I started saying that at a time when I felt like the whole world was against me. I didn't believe it for a fleeting moment, but it was where I wanted to be, and um, and it's where I am now. Everyone is always helpful. It's just amazing what um, feeding ourselves positive information, it's amazing what that can do and how far it can go to change our lives. Many years ago, a woman was telling me a story of how she worked with the prisoners and teaching them new thought and new ways and inspirational ways of living. And she would show them how she would take a pitcher of, of uh, dirty water and, and she would show them by example how many true glasses of water it took of the pure water, you know, for the water to become clear. And I yeah. think that's an important part of about what you're saying is that it's one thing to say some real positive words, but to do it redundantly, to do it frequently, to do it consistently so that, you know, that clarity can come. And that's what the intentional spirit does. Well, I'm Temple Hayes and you're listening with myself and, and my beloved guest today, Reverend Janie Kelly from Unity of San Angelo, Texas. And we will be right back after this short break. Thank you for being with us. Have you asked your soul what it wants? Or are you so busy meeting the needs of everyone else? 
family, friends, children, bosses, that you haven't checked in with the part of you that matters most? Janet Connor asked this question and received an answer. Your soul wants five things. That's it. Five things. Your soul wants to connect with source, commit to values, serve a purpose, express itself creatively, and last, it longs to create a beautiful, abundant life. Janet Connor teaches five wisdom habits that meet those needs. You can take each course separately or register for the complete Your Soul Wants Five Things series and receive $1,000 in bonuses for free. Visit JanetConnor.com and explore all five courses in her signature series, Your Soul Wants Five Things. Your soul will thank you. What is the secret to happiness? Why do bad things happen to good people? What is our purpose in life? What must I do to bring healing into my life? Join Reverend Paul Hasselbeck every Tuesday for a metaphysical romp. Explore fundamental unity principles put into action through real-life scenarios from people like you. Call in with your questions and spiritual challenges, and let Paul take you on a journey of profound personal understanding and transformation. That's Metaphysical Romp with Rev. Paul Hasselbeck every Tuesday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. We now return to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome, everyone. Um, we are still uh, in our conversation with Reverend Janie Kelly. And we were talking about, before we um, had went to commercial, about the value of affirmation, positive thinking, Something as simplistic as deciding each and every day to wake up and see what's working in your life and look at the positive versus focusing on the things that that aren't correct or that you don't like. And one thing kind of leads to the other. Janie, I've kind of found that, you know, how I start that day in my mirror is kind of the way the day is is going to be. You know, I was seeing on your website how Abraham Lincoln said, I've decided very clearly that each and every day that I'm only as happy as I decide to be. And that's such a a powerful statement. Well, when I see you um, and have seen you before, you just seem to be uh, happy and and balanced and uh, energetic. Uh, Do you have any secrets you'd like to share with us on how you're (laughs) able to do that? Yes, absolutely. Um, well, you you mentioned one earlier, uh, how we start our day, and it, it's very important to me to not to start my day um, with a loud alarm and jumping out of bed and racing around. So I start my day generally um, fairly slowly, and uh, I generally do a meditation in the morning. And I really um, am drawn since, uh, since I was in seminary and learned insight meditation from Robert Brummett. I am drawn to that type of meditation, but um, you know, any type of meditation that one would choose that works well, um, I would highly recommend. It's a great way to start the day. And to start the day thinking about how this day is going to be in a positive way. Even if I have things that I'm facing um, that may be considered negative types of things, to realize that even if I can't see the positive in it at that point, that something good will come of it. And, um, and, and not that, that I'm really a Pollyanna. Um, I... 
this, these are my intentions. I can't say that I always follow those intentions, but I always have the intentions. Um, and as a matter of fact, I just kind of wonder if uh, if more of us ought to pay attention to Pollyanna. <laughs> we could mm-hmm. maybe learn something. And one thing that, that I found um, with the daily meditation is that every few months, I really need to be in the silence. I need to be somewhere completely alone and be in the silence with simply um, my journal and possibly a book, um, but not always a book. Many times it's just my journal and me and spirit. And um, these things, taking this time is not an option for me. It's not optional. It's, It's a necessity. In order to be the person that I feel like and know that I came here to be, I have to have those periods of time of just being with spirit and and just allowing to come up whatever comes up and just be, just relax and simply be with myself. And um, those, those are some of the things that I do. Um, I still, of course, use affirmations. And they don't feel today like a lifeline like they did back then. It was when I first uh, came into the teaching about affirmations, it really felt like a lifeline where I was drowning. Now it's it feels more like um, paving stones. It, it paves the way on my spiritual path. And um, And, of course... The, the usual things of doing my best to eat well, get enough rest, you know, those kinds of things. And, and I'll just really be honest, it is a challenge because I love what I do. And I really could be here in the office 24-7 probably if left to my own devices. But I know that that's way out of balance and... and um, and not really the way to do it, but it's it's the case with many of us when we love our work. It's it maybe makes it a little more difficult to find balance. Absolutely, I think the the distinction for me is um, because of the line of work that we do. You know, when we are talking about modeling um, a vibration and an energy. And an essence as a healer and a revealer and all those kind of things that that is where the demarcation is for me because it's it's more supportive of keeping me on track. I think that we all um, from time to time get a somewhat off balance, but to me that's that guiding principle is to walk the talk part. You know, so I don't want you know people coming in here and seeing me fatigued and you know, weary and overly tired and, you know, all those kind of things because I'm modeling, you know, what I'm teaching and what I'm representing more uh, in action than in words. And uh, for me, it's the things that you were saying. And what really changed me and gave me a, a, a breakthrough is when I realized that I had kind of adapted, you know, people's influence all the years of my life and where energy comes from. And when I got very clear and started studying more energetically um, about life, part of energy coming from the physical is one piece, and it's very important. There's no doubt about mm-hmm. that rest, mm-hmm. uh, the nutrition, the what we eat, the what's eating us. I mean, all those yeah. are definitely the emotional aspects of our being. They definitely, you know, come into play like people that are grieving or you know, more tired or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But to learn and to really understand that energy comes from spirit and that that's where that source is coming from, then uh, it's really made a big difference in how I'm able to show up, you know. Um, And sometimes finding myself show up, you know, when there has been a night of very little sleep or something because of something that's happened or an animal that's sick or, you know, things yeah. that aren't always in your control. And um, 
but drawing from a source that's greater than I am because there's a lot of energy there. (laughs) And uh, being out in nature, uh, that's an area where um, more often than not we have stopped, you know, those beautiful practices because we're indoors, we're on technology equipment, we're, you know, doing other things instead of being out and being in that vibrancy of nature. That's very powerful for me. That's almost like, you know, essential medicine uh, for a great day is not to be indoors all the time. Yes. I I completely agree with that. Actually, um, last week I took uh, an entire week and uh, and was completely alone for the most part. Um, I um, went to a, a bed and breakfast, and actually it was a little house that I stayed in for that week and uh, took walks, and uh, it, it's near a river, and um, there were bird feeders outside of my windows, and I was able to watch the birds and various things, and so... Yes, I understand what you're talking about from a personal standpoint because those things are renewing for me. Just relaxing and just being for for a whole week, it it was really great. Being is um it's such an important part of our our life experience and to to balance, you know, less doing and and more being. Uh, being in the stillness, being in the quiet. And um, it can be simple practices for those of you that are with us. Simple practices of not scheduling your appointments back-to-back. You know, Mm -hmm. leaving 15 minutes early when, um, you know, that kind of experience. Um, There's always the little things that that we can do. And and that's what I love about unity. It's practical, and it's something you can put into practice today. I want to remind all of you that you can go to Reverend Janie Kelly, our guest today, her website, unitysanangelo.org. So unity, S-A-N-A-N-G-E-L-O.org. You can sign up for her blog. You can kind of keep an eye out for when her great book is going to be out, Living Full Tilt. I'm ready for more people to read that book and find out more about that true prosperous life of energy, of being, and of essence. You can also go to my website, templehaze.org. We'd love to hear about the kind of shows that you would like to hear about, and you may contact us at info at uh, the intentional spirit. No, that's not correct. Okay, you can contact me at temple at templehaze.org. See, you know that we're live on the air. (laughs) We're also unitycampus.org, and we'd love to have you visit our website and join us on a Sunday as we live stream throughout the world. Janie, um, we'd love to hear just a final uh, bit of wisdom from you. Um, What would you like to leave our listeners with today? Well, a final bit of wisdom. I would say what comes off the top of my head is Move forward and be who you came here to be, your authentic self. Whatever it takes to get from where you might be at this point to being absolutely authentic, that would be the thing to be, uh, to do. And, And the spiritual path is always extremely important in being the person that you came here to be. And so I, it's my belief that everyone has a calling. Sometimes we think of a calling as being something lofty and, and reserved for only a few, but it's my belief that every single person, no exception, ha, has a calling um, to be here on the earth at this particular time. And so I would say be your authentic self. It sounds like to me you just said what the intentional spirit is all about, seeing Mm -hmm. and being in a way that you can be yourself. Thank you so much, Reverend Janie, for being on our show today. 
much success to you as you continue to walk through this amazing journey that we call life. It's been my pleasure to spend this time with you. Thank you, everyone, for being with us today. Remember that you can forward uh, this MP3 file to your family and friends and spread the word on social media of these wonderful messages that really not only support, engage, and enroll others in making the life changes so that they, too, can be the intentional spirits that they came to be. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehaze.org. Celebrated Unity Minister and author Eric Butterworth tells us, The exciting thing is that wherever you may be along the way of unfoldment and self-realization, no matter what the problems or challenges you may face, there is always more in you, the mystery of God in you, the Christ in you, which means your potential for healing, for overcoming, for prosperity. There is no limit. Join us each week for Discovering Eric Butterworth, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Central Time with host Reverend Tom Thorpe. Right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Stop feeding your problems by calling them problems. Whether you have issues with weight, finances, relationships, or any other area of your life, your perception that you have a problem is the most significant roadblock to transforming your life. Join renowned author and transformational coach Freeman Michaels live every Monday at 4 p.m. Central for his remarkable new show, It's Not a Problem, It's a Pattern, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Repeat the words, God is taking care of it, and it will become clear that you are the channel and that God is the doer of good works through you. This meditative moment, adapted from Mary Cupferly's God Will See You Through, is brought to you by Unity. Speaks Louder Than Words is an inspiring, informative, and fun hour of uplifting, heartfelt music and commentary that delivers a powerful message of love, joy, and oneness. It will keep you smiling and singing along. Your hosts, Reverends Dale Worley and Christy Snow, are alive with the Spirit of God and singing their love to you each Thursday afternoon at 3 p.m. Central Time with Music Speaks Louder Than Words. Music, it's the only thing that the whole world listens to. Music speaks louder than words when you sing. I will leave this world as it is. The world is full of voices, advertising, television, politics, colleagues, family, and friends. All are too happy to tell us how to live. In all of that noise, it's easy to miss the one voice that matters, your own soul. What would happen if you could hear that voice? Imagine the clarity, confidence, and courage that would be yours and the life you could create. Join Janet Connor, best-selling author of Writing Down Your Soul, The Lotus and the Lily, and 
Your soul wants five things. As she and her guests explore how to hear the call of the soul and create the soul-directed life. Live Thursday at 1 p.m. Central, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Go inside to find my God. I'm Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm. 